snowing, it's not snowing, you never know what the weather is going to bring, but there is one thing that you do know is going to happen in the winter, and that is fantastic playoff action. And we are in that part of the crazy, cool, awesome month known as February. We have playoff basketball, playoff bowling, playoff wrestling. It's awesome. Things are fast and furious. I have a fast and furious episode of Edge of Your Seat podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 47. I have four guests on this one. We have Princeton wrestling coach Steve Amy, Princeton junior Carly Wright, who kind of initiated Princeton to form a girls wrestling team. And we have two boys wrestlers from Princeton that will be in Saturday's Class 1A Oregon sectional in senior Cole Reynolds and freshman Augie Christensen. So this show is action-packed. I don't want to skip a beat. Let's start with the rundown of basketball regionals. Wednesday was semifinals for most of the regionals, or if they were played on Tuesday, they are going into Thursday's regional final. We're going to start with the St. Bede Regional, which is the second scenario. Second seeded Putnam County and fifth seeded St. Bede won their semifinals on Wednesday to set up the final Thursday at 7 p.m. It is Thursday tonight, trying to get this out before the basketball games start. So that's why I'm kind of running through this, and I got a lot of great interviews that I want you guys to listen to. Also at the Gardner South Wilmington Regional, is number four Marquette against number one GSW, and that is also at 7 p.m. tonight, which again is Thursday. In the 1A Earlville Regional, number five Earlville fell on Wednesday in the semifinal to number three Serena, 62 to 38. With the win, Serena faces Newark at 7 p.m. on Friday for that regional final. In 2A, like I said, Throughout this whole week, I have been running down the Mendota sectional, and I'm going to continue that because it is exciting, and I want to see who makes it out of here. In the Rock Falls Regional, on Wednesday, they had their semifinals. Number one, Rock Falls, defeated number nine, West Carroll, 66-22. And Winnebago, which was the number four seed, defeated the five seed, Byron, 59-52. So Rock Falls and Winnebago will meet in the regional final, 7 p.m. Friday. In the Genoa Kingston Regional, number two, Rockford Lutheran defeated number seven, Aurora Rosary, 49-41. And in the second game of the night, number three, Jonesburg, defeated Rockford Christian, 54-33. So Rockford Lutheran and Jonesburg will play at 7 p.m. Friday to decide the Genoa Kingston Regional champ. Whoever wins the Rock Falls Regional and the Genoa Kingston Regional, they will meet in a sectional semifinal. At the Wheaton Academy Regional, which is in West Chicago, the number one seeded Marengo squad defeated number eight Aurora Central Catholic 54 to 44. In the second semifinal on Wednesday, number four Marion from Woodstock defeated number 12 Salmonock 47-33. So Marengo and Marion will lock up at 7 p.m. Friday in the Wheaton Academy Regional. They will play the winner of the Stillman Valley Regional, which was decided on Tuesday, who was going to be in that final. And it is number two, Stillman Valley, and number three, Riverdale. Stillman Valley knocked out Hall, and Riverdale knocked out Mendota on the way to the 7 p.m. final on Thursday. Also still alive in Class 2A is Fieldcrest. They actually have not played yet. I think they were supposed to play Wednesday, but the game got moved. I don't know if it was weather or what. But number two, Fieldcrest locks up with number eight, Pontiac, at 6 p.m. tonight on Thursday in a semifinal of the Pontiac Regional. So lots of stuff going on, basketball, all sports, all sports. Girls Bowling Sectional is this Saturday, February 15th, and also Boys Wrestling Sectionals are this Saturday. Without further ado, I want to jump right into the Princeton interviews. We're going to start off with Coach Amy talks about a lot of awesomeness, including girls wrestling becoming pretty popular and a new trend, not in just Illinois, but all across the the states, the United States of America. It is getting closer and closer and closer to becoming a sanctioned sport through high school athletics. So we talk about that. We 
Then I'm going to jump to Carly Wright, who is a junior and helped start the team for Princeton. Got other girls involved to make this a thing. So we talk about that with her. She is super excited and glad to be a part of it. And then, of course, we talk to senior Cole Reynolds and freshman Augie Christensen, who are headed to the Oregon sectional to try to make it to state. Just so you know, I talked to Steve Amy before last weekend's regional, which was at Princeton. Princeton hosted the Class 1A Princeton Regional. And I spoke with Carly, Augie, and Cole throughout this week in between the regional and the sectional. So when Amy's talking about the regional, but he lays out his team, so I wanted to keep that in there, talks about their strengths and who he's looking forward to having on his team in the future. And then we, of course, have these athletes talking about the future of still this season, which is Saturday for sectionals. And then of course the state wrestling tournament is the following weekend. Follow us on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your CP. Don't know where you're listening to this, but follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Music, iTunes. Leave us a review, hopefully five stars. That would be awesome. And, of course, Google Music. All of those, you can listen to us, and you can share us to your friends, family, and other people who love podcasts. Much love, and thank you to everybody that is listening and following Edge of Your Seat Podcast. That's all I want to say. I want to hop into the awesomeness of these chats, these conversations. So, until next time, which will be very soon. Peace. I push the button. All right. Sweet. It's working. Oh, yeah. So, here we go. I mean, I've talked about this before, how I really didn't know much about wrestling before I got into the journalism world about... I keep saying 14 years, but I started my journalism career professionally in February of 2005. So it is 15 years that I've been doing this. Wow. That's crazy, Steve. That is crazy. That's wild. (laughs) You started at the right time, though, February. That's that's like my favorite month. You got the state tournament and everything. I love it. Definitely. And, of course, when I say Steve and you hear another voice, I am talking to Princeton wrestling coach Steve Amy. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. How could I have a podcast during the winter and not invite Steve Amy to come speak with me? I don't know. I mean, there's got to be somebody else out there, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> well, by the time this gets out, it'll be like episode close to 50, so I guess there's oh, other yeah. people. So, so I'm like the 50th on your list. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not true. <laughs> but the perfect time to talk to Steve Amy is during wrestling season. It is, it is. So let's talk about your career before we get into the Princeton team and regionals or this upcoming weekend. So let's yeah. talk about your career. I mean, I know you had a storied high school and college career, so let's just talk about that real quick. Career starts when I was about two years old, but we won't go all the way back that far. Um, you know, having a dad as a head coach, you kind of grow up being a mat rat. But, you know, I got to high school and things uh, started clicking for me, and they, you know, I realized it really was just wrestling. It wasn't any different, you know, just because of your age. You wrestling these seniors and stuff, it was just wrestling. It was going out, having fun, and competing. So I ended up having, uh, you know, four pretty good years in high school. One state as a freshman, junior and senior, and took second as a sophomore. You know, it was fun. So you won three state championships during your high school career? Yes. At, at what weight classes? My freshman year, I was 130. took second as a sophomore at 140. My junior year, I was at 140 again. And then my senior year, I moved up to 145. Wow, that's crazy. Three state championships. Yeah, I, uh, I did a lot of wrestling. Let's <laughs> put it that way. Definitely. You know, I was nonstop in the spring and summer um, doing the freestyle and Greco stuff. It was what I lived for. It was a lot of fun. Now, was it heavily influenced because your dad was a coach, or was it something like you saw him involved with and maybe was bonding with him, or what got you as hooked into the sport as you did? Uh, at first, it was more my way to spend time with him, um, to be with Dad and be just like him. only way I could do that is if I was at practice, sitting in that hot, sweaty wrestling room, watching the guys and wrestling around with them as much as I could when I was little. And then once I started doing it, I really enjoyed it and just kept going. Wanted more and more and more. And, you know, Mom and Dad did a pretty good job when I was younger. Of course, 
you know, the tournaments now, there's so many youth tournaments now. When I was growing up, we had like four we could go to, you know, and all in the spring, and they were just, you know, localized. So we'd hit up Rockridge had a tournament, Orion, Sherrard, and Alito, and those would be my four, and I'd be done for the year. You know, went on until I was about eight years old, and then more and more tournaments start popping up when we got involved in the IKWF and ended up with, you know, 30, 40 matches a year instead of, like, eight. So now there's, you know, tournaments on Saturdays and Sundays if you want. So it's it's crazy. That's a lot of wrestling. Yeah, that's a lot. My youngest talk, I've got to kind of bring back every now and then because he wants to go, 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 go all the time like I did. We take him quite a bit, but, you know, there's certain nights we won't practice and you know we hit up most of the tournaments not all of them you know once we get to the spring we'll have to decide are we going to go to you know the midget state you know his age group state or are we going to you know maybe make the trip to nationals instead out in cedar Falls, iowa so you know it's just kind of balancing everything so it, it doesn't turn into too much and it's just the right amount for him and everything else we try to keep them about 40 matches a year I don't know who I'd be more scared to wrestle, you or Hawk. Even though he's a little dude, I'm, I think he could take me. Well, he's a ginger, so he's he's mean. He's got that little that attitude to him that the red most redheads got, and he knows what he's doing. That's for sure. He gets angry. <laughs> Enjoy wrestling him. He's eight. I think he could take some of your high school wrestlers as well. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he tries, and they, they they beat up on him pretty good, but he likes it. So that means when he gets older, he's going to be ready. I hope so, you know, for his sake, as much time as he's put into it, as long as he's still enjoying it, I hope so. What high school did you go to? Did you go to Princeton? No, I went to Rock Ridge. So you won three state titles with Rock Ridge. Where did you go after Rock Ridge? My redshirt year, I was at University of Northern Iowa. Head coach that recruited my whole recruiting class there. We had the actual number one recruiting class in the country. And then he left and took the job in Nebraska, where he's still at. Why would you pass up on Nebraska, I'm sure? I mean, I wouldn't. From there, I transferred to Indiana University and wrestled for them. And how did you do in college at Indiana? It was a struggle for me at first. You know, going from being the the big fish in the small pond to everybody's a you know multiple time state champ. It, it makes it makes it tough. Takes its toll, and then you know the weight loss thing was rough on me. Losing probably fifteen to twenty pounds a week just to get down to one forty nine, and it. It was rough, but yeah. You know, after my first year there, missed out uh, qualifying for the nationals, the Big Tens. I lost in the, I think the round of place, and then got a phone call from my little brother's college coach at Lincoln College, offering me a job. So I took it. They were going to pay for school and pay me to you know live in the dorms and coach. It was great. Shortened my college career up, but got a lot of experience out of in the in the process. Did you just wrestle one year at Indiana then? Uh, yeah, just the one year. And where is Lincoln College at again? Uh, Lincoln, Illinois. Lincoln, Bloomington and Springfield. Well, that makes it's sense. right in the middle. Lincoln's and Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln's and Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Since coaching there, and then now you've been with Princeton a good... 12. 12? This is my 12th, yeah. Wow, 12 years. That's a long time. Yeah, it is. It shocks me every time I think about it, how old I'm getting. So from being a you know state champion high school wrestler to wrestling at, I mean, Indiana, Big Ten, that's huge. Being a top recruiting class at Northern Iowa, we'll talk about how much I don't like Northern Iowa in a second. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, you know, coaching Lincoln and then coaching at Princeton. Just talk about how you feel like you've grown as a wrestler and being able to teach that and how much that's helped you generate the wrestlers that you have at Princeton. Yeah, you know, I've grown a ton especially as a coach you know coaching at the college level you know coming fresh out of a college room to do that you're recruiting the guys that you want you're already trying to recruit state placers state champs state qualifiers guys that you know have some sort of background know what they're doing uh, when i got to, to princeton i had to revamp and I, I still revamp based on what we've got you know how much technique and stuff i'm going to show what we're going to you know preach and try to get across to them um, what our go-to's are and everything else it made a world of difference once they figured that out. You know, the first year it was, you know, I ran everything like a college practice with a lot more live, showing all kinds of moves. And we had some guys that bought into it and were successful with them, but it was like we were showing too much stuff. And then, you know, you get a, that group of seniors graduate, and then you got all these freshmen come in that you don't know their stance. So we had to revamp everything, and now I think I got her down. I hope, anyway. We'll find out, I guess, in years to come, but... It made me more rounded as a coach. 
Yeah, just being able to simplify and break things down. And now with the girls, I had to do it all over again. Set almost a girls' curriculum up for practice, and then a boys' curriculum up. It had its own challenges, but, you know, we got it, got it figured out. Let's jump right into that. We're talking about girls' wrestling. A few years yeah. ago... There was one, and she was on your team, Shaylin yeah. Hart? Hartman. Yeah, she was good. So Shaylin Hartman was the only one that I knew of in the area. You know, I'd seen a couple at other schools when they'd go to tournaments and stuff like that, but in this area, there was one for pretty one. much like five, six years, and then right. all of a sudden, you have pretty much a team. Yeah, we got uh, five or six right now, and... You know, they finished up their last tournament this last Saturday. It wrestled well, and it was so much fun to be around. Always smiling. They would go out and they'd compete, just like how you want the boys to go out and compete. You know, they hadn't been doing it as long, so there's not as much technique involved for them, you know, even though they're learning the technique. But they had a blast doing it, and, you know, it was a lot of fun to coach them. So with this girls' team, are they wrestling other girls' teams? Uh, yeah, so we had one duel we had set up. Kiwani had three girls, we, so we set up a duel with them. Each of their girls wrestled twice, or ours you know, only wrestled once because five or six out there. And But the tournaments they go to are girls-only tournaments, so they'll wrestle only in girls' brackets. As a coach that has, you know, seen girls wrestle boys, and do you think it is, you know, moving forward with girls wrestling for, you know, different high schools to have teams and for it to progress as a sport of its own? I think it will. I think it's really close. I think the IHSA, you know, is looking at numbers right now and trying to figure out all the schematics behind everything on how they're going to do it. Because, you know, with the body fat testing, are they going to use the boys' weights? Are they going to use the guys' weights? Because the girls still got to go through it. But most of the tournaments we go to, are they using guy weights? The You know, the weight descent is a little bit different on the body fat testing, so they got to figure all that stuff out. I think they're really close to pulling the trigger on it and doing it. Which I hope it happens within the next, you know, year or so. Be nice. You know, they do have a state series. It's run by the IWCOA or the Illinois Wrestling Coaches Fish Association. But it's in March. And I've told them all, I was like, if you decide you want to go, you know, we'll, after this tournament, you know, this last Saturday, take a couple weeks off. And when the boys' state tournament's over, we'll bring you back in for two weeks and we'll get ready for it. What did they say to that? There were a couple of them that liked the idea. I think there were a couple that are ready to move on to soccer or track, whatever they're going to do next. But... We'll find out. I don't know. Wrestling's one of those sports that once you start to you know, like it and fall in love with it, it's hard to pass it up. You start getting that itch after you know so many weeks gone and being able to still see the boys doing it, that type of thing. So wrestling has been around forever. It's like one of the yeah. original sports. I mean, yeah, when you think that about... That track. Yeah. The, that, the and, that and track. I mean, Rome, Italy... The Coliseum, yeah. like you think of wrestling, it's one of those sports. Olympics, one of those sports. So why all of a sudden girl wrestling just becoming a, a sport that girls want to get into now? That's a good question. I know it's it's always been labeled as a guy's sport. I want to say like maybe the 2000 Olympics or maybe the shortly after that, like 04 or something, was the first time they had women's in the in the Olympics. Uh, in the freestyle anyway it was around there so it that's been around a while but you know as far as you know girls wrestling pushing for girls only wrestling you know wrestling against girls really new you know only the last couple of years has it really taken off i remember there were girls you know wrestling in high school at different high schools it was like one here one there you know but i, I don't know what made it take off all of a sudden i don't know if there's a new push with you know, the younger coaches trying to get more females out, more more kids out on their team. I don't know. So now we are a few days away from regionals. They are February 8th, and you guys are hosting. And I'm looking at the teams that you guys are bringing into Princeton. We have Erie, Prophetstown, Kiwani, Morrison, Orion, Port Byron, which is Riverdale, Rock Falls. Yep. I always mess up how you say this school. Alleman? Alleman? Alleman, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just going to recreate it and say that school. That school, yeah, that, that'd be fine. The green <laughs> Catholic school to the, to the west. Yes, Alleman, Alleman, which is a Catholic school in Rock, Rock Island. Island. And then Sherrard, Newman, which is a Catholic school in Sterling, and then, of course, Rock Ridge. So you guys have some teams that usually have people in the state tournaments here. 
our regionals is loaded. Somebody went through the other day on Illinois Mapman and figured out how many ranked guys were in each regional for our sectional. And we had 44 ranked wrestlers in that regional. And, you know, there's some of the weight classes. Like 138, for example, has number one and number two. And then, like, four others that are ranked in the top ten. And then, like, three honorable mentions. It's like, holy smokes. And only three get to get out. It's going to be tough. 132 is the same way. You know, they're not as highly ranked, but they're all on the honorable mention list. There's like five or six of them. Wow, so you you have a lot of top wrestlers coming into your house. Yeah, we do. It's it's going to be a fun two days, and hopefully we get, get on a roll, and our, our guys are wrestling well, and we can get, get into that place matches and give ourselves a shot. Do you have anybody ranked? Matthew Harris is honorable mention at 120, and Augie Christensen is honorable mention at 132. So besides those two, I'm sure you're hoping that they can push through to sectional. Let's talk about those two first and what are their strengths and what is going to be key for them to do to get to sectional. You know, Matthew is, he's, he's hard to explain because he's got hips that are out of this world. He can do things that are, that I don't know really how to teach and coach all that well. We're, we're trying to figure it out, but. He's been wrestling for so long that he's very aware where he's at all the time. He's got, you know, like I said, outstanding hips. He's never in a bad position because of his hips and what he can do with them. Qualified for state as a freshman last year, and, you know, he should have placed. He was up 10 to nothing going into the third period and lost 11-10. Kind of had a brain fart and meltdown in the middle of the match. And my phone out ready to take pictures of him getting his hand raised, and I had to put it away. Kind of shell-shocked got a great shot at getting out, getting to the sectional. I mean, I hope he gets to sectional. He should, you know, once he gets there, he he's one of those kids that's a gamer. And when it's a big match and a big match on the line, he usually shows up to go and battles. Most of the time turns out in his favor. Awesome. What about Augie? Augie, uh, you know, Augie's a freshman. He's been, you know, being Aaron's son, he's been wrestling his entire life. Won a junior high state title last year. He is unbelievable on his feet when he gets to going. He can take just about anybody down. If he has a hammer on top, too, he'll, you know, ride that wrist and he'll get tilts with his wristwatch rides and wings. And, you know, he's really come into his own. Let's just talk about throughout the season who are some kids that have really stepped up for you and that you see potential moving forward? You know, 160, we got Jimmy Kurth, who, you know, won eight or nine matches last year. As a sophomore and has got his 24th win tonight, he's got a great shot at getting out as long as he, you know, wrestles up to his potential and, you know, doesn't have any of those brain farts. Drew Harp at 182 has 23, 24 wins. He's having a great season. He's beat a couple ranked guys already. I don't know how he didn't ever get in the rankings, but I'm all right with nobody knowing about him yet. He's a monster. He has a, a double leg that's out of this world and, you know, does good things on top and bottom. And he just goes out and competes. And we got some other young guys that are really getting better each day. Uh, Michael Smallwood's been getting better each day at 126. Uh, he might have a shot, you never know. And Carson Etheridge works his tail off, gets better every day. But, you know, he's at 138 where we got all those ranked guys that we were talking about earlier. So he's going to have to have a fantastic tournament to be able to sneak through there. Hopefully we can just, you know, sneak a couple of those young guys, a couple wins here and there, get him into maybe a place match or, you know, a match two place and, We'll see what happens from there. Well, even though wrestling is the main sport for you at this time of the year, you just had a little game called the Super Bowl that you might have watched. I did. It was a good one. Enjoyed it. Who did you have going in? Who did you think was going to win? I thought the Chiefs would win um, just because they you know, score so quick all the time. You know, they, I was watching last night, called themselves the Legion of Zoom, and man, can they fly around the field. The cheetah out there, Tyreek Hill, can just, I don't know how you cover that guy. Even with two guys, Kelsey the tight end and, you know, Sammy Walker, those guys just fly all over the place. So fast. So fast. Oh, yeah. I I had them coming in. I figured they'd win just because, you know, their offense was so much better than the 49ers. 49ers defense, fantastic. 21 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's what did it. Yeah. Yeah. And you look back at the playoffs, they were down double digits in all three games that they played. I think Mahomes, they said, was the first one to, to first quarterback to ever come back from double digit in you know every postseason game. It's just nuts. I really wish he wouldn't have missed a couple games because I think he is le- the legit MVP of the NFL. All respects, oh, yeah. all respects to Lamar Jackson, but 
I totally think Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. Oh, yeah, he is. I mean, he, he proved that last year. Then he, he got the MVP last year, and he doesn't get hurt. I, I don't know that the Chiefs ever lose. I don't. I mean, he is something. He's never out of a game. He, he can use his legs. He can run with the ball. He just, just throws it a mile. And his decision-making. I, mean, I, I guess you have to with those guys. Yeah, his decision-making is unbelievable. I have not seen him make the wrong pass. I haven't seen it happen. No. If he does, you know, it throws an interception or, you know, just isn't having his day, you don't see it. You know, you, you can't tell. He, he's always, you know, being the cheerleader on the sidelines trying to get his offense going. And he's, he's good. Man, is he unbelievable. <laughs> he's fun to watch. He threw two interceptions in the Super Bowl, and it was like it never happened. Right. You know, next play, puts it behind him and moves on. Just like, you know, just like I know Coach Schneider used to always preach here. I'm sure Coach Pearson preaches now. You know, next play. Let's move on. Next play. Not a big deal. That guy gets it. And he, he moves right along. It's amazing. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for joining us here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It is always a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Definitely. We will do this again. I hope you know that. Oh, I'm good with it. Let's do <laughs> Perfect. it. <laughs> Perfect. Especially uh, a hawk in these uh, tournaments and stuff. I think I'm going to become a hawk fan. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and he's, he gets all fired up. That's awesome. Thanks again, and we will talk soon. All right, sounds good. That was Princeton wrestling coach Steve Amy. Great dude, awesome to talk to. He's funny. He's very, very knowledgeable about wrestling. Obviously, he's knowledgeable. Three state championships as a wrestler. Crazy insane. That's amazing. And obviously, a good influence on these athletes that are trying to do the same thing that he did. At the Princeton 1A Regional, the Tigers had four wrestlers advance to the Oregon sectional. Matthew Harris advanced at 120 with a second place finish. Augie Christensen, who is on this podcast, was the regional champion at 132, the only regional champion representing Princeton. At 220, Matt Sayaki finished third place. And then Cole Reynolds, who was also on this show, finished third place at 285 heavyweight. So before we jump to Augie and Cole, let's chat with Carly about girls wrestling, which they have a sectional March 8th. So they're getting geared up for the first wrestling postseason that they'll be involved in. It's not IHSA, but it's going to be postseason wrestling. So that is very cool. And then I wanted to end with Augie and Cole because they got an awesome weekend and we want to get them pumped up, hyped up, so we'll leave them last going into the Oregon section. When you think of the sport of wrestling, it's usually associated with boys or men, depending on what level we're talking about here, but it's usually a male-dominated sport. Every once in a while, over 15 years of me being a sports writer or journalist, I have seen, you know, a girl here, a girl there, you know, every once in a while. Not very often. Well, this year, the Princeton Tigers have kind of changed the game. There's been a group of girls that have formed a team. So now there's a girls wrestling team out of Princeton that tries to find other competitors. I know Kiwani's got a few that are, are wrestling against Princeton and a couple other schools. And I have one of these female wrestlers to explain the new phenomenon And, of course, I am talking about Princeton Junior, Carly Wright. Carly, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Anytime, anytime. I want to jump right into this because I was really excited when I saw Princeton coach Steve Amy continuously posting photos on Twitter about, you know, these girls wrestling. Of course, you're one of them. What kind of, like, started this? What made you and the rest of the girls want to start a team and want to get on the wrestling mat? Yeah, so I have a brother who wrestled, and last year he went to ISA for state. And going down there and watching him wrestle and all the other wrestlers, it just really inspired me. And I kind of joked around with my mom, like, hey, Mom, I'm going to wrestle. And she's like, you're not going to wrestle boys, Carly. Like, I'm not going to allow that. I'm like, okay, I'll start a girls team. So I went back to school that week, and I just started asking girls around, and Oh, I got a lot of responses, and at first they were like, no, like, definitely not me. Like, I just don't see myself as a wrestler, you know. I gave them a few days, and some of them really thought about it, and 
I got other girls that were like, oh my gosh, yes, I would totally love to wrestle. And so I just took a proposal to Mr. Jeff Olson, our athletic director, and he approved it. Him and the board approved it, and Coach Amy was by my side the whole time, really willing to help out with that, and we started a team. That's how I got interested. That is awesome. So now that you have had kind of like a season wrestling other girls from other schools on the mat, what have you think of your decision? Has yeah. it paid off? Has it been what you wanted it to be? Yeah, it's paid off. It's something new. I really enjoy it. I think the other girls, I can say for the other girls, that they've enjoyed it too. So how many girls do you guys have involved with this team so far? We have five girls right now. Awesome. If you could just give them a shout out and say their name. Of course. We have our two seniors, Hope Mueller and Gia Elena. We have two sophomores, Ashton Wilson and Gracie Reynolds, and then myself. So when you were, you know, going up to girls and asking them if they wanted to join this, how did these four go about it? Were a couple of them like, oh, I don't know, and then they came around later? Or were they just excited as you were to do this? Ashton Wilson, I think, was as excited as I was. The other three were really interested as well, and they weren't sure at first if they wanted to do it, but I definitely think it came around to them. And they're on the team now, and enjoy it. Awesome, and having five, you guys have enough to practice with in, in practice. You have enough wrestlers to get on the mats and it's not just one girl and, you know, maybe having to train with the boys or anything like that. So how has that helped all of you grow as wrestlers? Well, it helps wrestling each other, us girls, because we wrestle differently than the boys. I think we're more feisty and the boys are, you know, they're built differently than us and more muscular. It helps wrestling each other and when you say the girls wrestle different than the boys what do you really mean do you mean uh just kind of quicker what do you mean you wrestle differently you may weigh the same as a boy but there's more muscle on that those boys than probably you and they're just more hard-headed and us girls we you know we're girls we're gonna slap each other here and there and you know just having to deal with that when you guys are practicing and stuff, does it kind of get aggressive, kind of chippy-ish? Yeah, in a way. Because I've always said sometimes the girl sports are more aggressive and physical than the boy sports. Basketball, soccer. Like, I've seen some pretty tough girls running, colliding, smashing into each other. So if you get girls on the wrestling mat, I can see that just being crazy aggressive. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, like I said, you guys have been able to wrestle different schools as well. I know Kiwani is one of them. Is there other schools yeah. that you guys have been able to wrestle? So Kiwani is probably our closest one, as well as Ottawa. So we've seen them quite a few times here and there um, at different tournaments. So that's nice to be able to see some girls that you've already wrestled and maybe wrestle again and, you know, get revenge if you need to. So the boys' regionals was this past weekend. Sectionals are, of course, this weekend. And the girls have a sectional meet scheduled for March 8th. Just talk about having that tournament, a postseason for kind of a new, I, we have to call this a new sport. There really hasn't been anything like this before. Well, it's not an IHSA sport yet, although it is one of the most emerging sports in Illinois right now. But IWCOA is hosting it, I believe. And... It's going to be a lot of fun to come together in one big area and see all these girls throughout the state that have the same passion as you in wrestling and just being able to connect and hopefully make new friendships and how we can make a team bigger. And I like it. So if this becomes an IHSA sport, how are you going to feel as one of the people that kind of initiated this, started this, pushed it to the forefront of like, hey, the girls want a wrestling team too? You have to be proud about that. I am, but it's also, I got a lot of help from Jeff Olson, who A, approved it, and also Coach Amy, Steve Amy, and all the boy wrestlers who have encouraged us along the way, as well as our assistant coaches, Aaron Christensen, RK1. They really have helped too. Awesome. It is always good to have people supporting your cause. That's very cool. Absolutely. You said that you got the inspiration or, you know, kind of the drive to want to wrestle yourself by watching your brother. Has this helped you and him bond, being that, 
you know, he is obviously a wrestler, so he enjoyed the sport, and now you're getting into it as well. Yeah. So actually, he's now in high school, and sometimes when I need a wrestling partner, him and I will wrestle. And before, I would watch my older brother who wrestled, and I just didn't really understand the sport, so I couldn't really talk wrestling with him or the current brother in high school. But now, you know, on our way home from practices, it's nice to be able to talk about, like, what we're doing wrong and just talk wrestling and me being able to understand it. That's got to be a pretty cool thing and a, a good way for a brother and sister to bond. Yeah, I agree. We got to give your brothers shout outs because without them being in wrestling and motivating you, this wouldn't happen. So what are your brother's names? Uh, Jesse Wright. And he is in high school now? Is he a freshman? He is a freshman. Awesome. And what's your older brother's name? Judd. Gotcha. Yeah, had to give them shout outs. I mean, they helped you motivate to get to this level. They did, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. When you first started getting on the mat, whether it be practice or against Kiwani, Ottawa, teams like that, was there nerves to be doing this? I know you were pumped up about starting it, but to actually step on the mat, that had to be a different kind of feeling. Yeah, it was definitely nerve-wracking at first. Um, my first wrestling match was at home, so you have a lot more fans there supporting you and rooting for you, and I was nervous for, like, I've never really been into a, in a sport where there's a big crowd in the stands, but there were this day, and I just got on the mat. I didn't even notice the, the people in the stands. I just focused on what I was doing there, and I tried listening to our coaches. It's really hard when you get headgear on, and, but you just you focus in, and it helps. Was it crazy getting a singlet and putting on headgear? So actually, us girls, we get to wear a dry fit shirt and shorts. Gotcha. Probably is way more comfortable than a singlet. Oh, yes. I've tried on my brothers, and I just don't think I could do it. <laughs> so when you and your brother Jesse are practicing together, can you take him? Um, sometimes. He's had a few more years of experience, and so he knows my weak moves, and so he does those on me, and... He puts me in some positions that I just are not comfortable. I have never wrestled. I have an older cousin who was a wrestler, and I'm bigger than him. I've always been bigger than him, but he obviously knew what he was doing. So a couple times, like Christmas, at Grandma's or something like that, we try to wrestle. And although I was bigger, he was probably stronger. We were, yeah, he was probably stronger. But he would throw me around like nothing. Oh, yes. So if you have the experience and you know moves and stuff, it was always awkward. I'm like, why am I getting put like a pretzel by a dude who I'm bigger than? I understand you. Uh-huh. Now, going to school and stuff like that after this team had been started and you guys had got in a couple duels, couple matches, how was the reception with the student body? They come up like, oh, that's pretty cool that you started this. Or they look at you like, why are girls wrestling? That's weird. Did you have both of those things or how did it work with the student body and your peers? Oh, no, my friends and all the other teammates and peers, they were really supportive of us and excited for us to see something new at PHS. And I've gotten a lot of responses and even from other people that they are interested in joining next year. So hopefully, hopefully they stick with it and they come out and join next season. That would be awesome. I was just curious yeah. because, you know, as human beings, as Americans, whatever you're, however you want to say it, change is weird for us. <laughs> like, in a society, yeah. change is weird. So to have, like I said, wrestling has always been associated with men. So to have girls, <laughs> women wrestling, it's a different thing. So I didn't know if you were met with any, you know, like, hey, this is weird kind of stuff. I understand that. I think it's just been seen more in Illinois these past few years that I think people are coming around to it and I hope they continue to because it's a really great sport, really. You think just rolling around and wrestling someone for six minutes wouldn't take a lot of endurance or anything, but it really does. You really have to stay in shape for that because it catches up to you. After, you know, practicing and, and wrestling in these matches and learning how much conditioning and, and strength it takes to wrestle, has that changed eating patterns or workouts? Has that changed stuff for you? A little bit, yeah. We get a few weeks off before we go to sectionals since we didn't have anything in between. 
I have to keep running and keep eating right to maintain my weight so I don't go up a weight class. So that's important. That brings up a question. You know, sometimes they always tell guys you can never ask a girl their weight. Is that going to be weird for you yeah. guys to be, like, set in weight classes and, like, oh, well, I'm this weight. Well, oh, you're bigger than me. Is that going to be weird? I get, like, a lot of people ask, like, what weight class are you in? And at this point, I'm like, I don't really care. So then I just tell them, and they're like, okay, you know. So, I mean, I don't think it's as bad as what everyone says it is. And if you're an athlete and want to compete, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, you're, like, you're doing wrestling, and it's based on weight. So, like, eventually someone's going to find out what weight class you are in or are wrestling in. I totally agree. I think you could take me. You could probably take me. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen photos of you, and you're probably, like, 150 pounds less than me. That's not true, because that means you would weigh not much. But at least 100 pounds. I'm probably 100 pounds more than you. I think you could take me. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I know nothing about wrestling, as I said before. My cousin could throw me around like nothing. I don't know about now. Yeah. I'm a little bigger than he is. Well, I'm a lot bigger than he is now. But <laughs> I'm sure you, you'd give me a couple moves. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I could. <laughs> Definitely. I haven't looked outside of Illinois to see what's going on, if other states are doing it. Have you? Have you seen if... You know, programs are being developed elsewhere? Yeah, Illinois is just in the U.S. for the most girls in wrestling. We're a little, we're above 800 a little bit, and we're representing 200, that's representing 250 schools. So, if we're a fifth, that, I think California and Texas are up there, over a thousand. You know, there are other states that the sport is growing, and it's awesome to see that. Definitely, that is really cool. And you've done your homework, so that's even cooler. Like, you did the research to see what was going on. That's awesome. Oh, yes. Well, very cool. Now I'll do the proper intro. I had one more question for you. Now I think I'm done. Thank you very much for joining us, Carly. And it is awesome what you have started at Princeton and the girl wrestling. Should we call it a phenomenon yet, or is this too quick? We, we could go ahead. All right, let's do it. Thank you for being part of the start of the girl wrestling phenomenon. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a great year and can't wait to go back next year. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Carly Wright is a pioneer of girls wrestling. She's a pioneer. She has started a program in the school and is helping spread the word of girls wrestling throughout Illinois, which in essence, like she already said, is spreading through other states. I am excited about it. It's really cool that girls wrestling is becoming a thing. No doubt about it. Well, let's kick it to Cole Reynolds and Augie Christensen. They did a joint interview, so this will be the last words from me. Enjoy. This Princeton-filled wrestling show is definitely not over. We have two of Princeton's sectional qualifiers here with me right now. We have senior heavyweight, that's 285 pounds, just in case you didn't know, Cole Reynolds, who finished third at the Princeton 1A Regional. And we have freshman Augie Christensen, who is the regional champion at 132. Augie, Cole, thanks for joining us. How are you today? Good, good. How about you? I'm doing awesome. I love the postseason, any sport. I'm more of a basketball guy. I don't know if you guys listen to the podcast or know me as a journalist for newspapers. Always been a basketball guy, but as I've been doing this, man... February marks 15 years in the business, and wrestling has slowly become, you know, it's moved up the lifts. It's its climbing the ranks. So we'll start with Cole Sr. Just talk about the awesome environment of regional, sectional wrestling. It's a cool dynamic. My, uh, our wrestling coach, Coach Amy, he likes to uh, call it con controlled chaos. Uh, it's, just, it's just awesome. Everyone's busy. Everyone's uh, getting ready for their matches. Everyone's you know, you got guys sleeping, you guys got warming up. It's just awesome. This is my first year uh, wrestling the regionals. Started wrestling as a junior. So this is my first year wrestling the regionals, you know, moving on to professionals. Awesome. So this is a first time for everything, even though it's your last year in high school. 
Yep, yep, it's pretty awesome. Definitely kind of elaborate on that feeling. I mean, you just start the sport last year. Coming into this year, you're going to sectional, which, you know, a lot of people are not able to say that during their wrestling career. So you're already a sectional qualifier two years into the sport, and now you're going to wrestle for a state to go to the state tournament. So just talk about that feeling and being able to accomplish as much as you have in such a short time in the sport. I just started wrestling as, you know, as a junior and had never really taken it that seriously, kind of goofed off that practice, you know, still work hard and everything. But, you know, moving on, going to that third place match, I was like, I could go to sectionals. I could actually uh, do something. And now it started to hit me that, you know, this is pretty cool. I, uh, I could actually, you know, maybe go to the state tournament, hopefully. But it's just crazy. I never thought I uh, would get this far. You know, it's pretty cool. Just talk about being able, senior year, first time being in the postseason and it's on your home mats just talk about that that had to be pretty cool i love karate gym you know i've going to princeton for four years i love it there and this is my second year wrestling and knowing that that was my last time that i was gonna was my last time my last time last match that i was gonna wrestle in karate i was just so excited you know give it my all and uh, it ended up going pretty well for me and you took third place, even though you were the number five seed, to qualify for this Saturday's Oregon sectional. So just talk about that. You're seated fifth, and you walk away with a third place finish. Again, had to make yourself proud of your accomplishments. Yeah, um, I was pretty surprised that they, uh, going into there at the fifth seed, you know, I didn't think I'd be seated that high, and uh, I got to buy the first round, and then... My uh, second round, I won. I was an upset against, I believe, the four seed. And then I lost to uh, the kid from Allman. I ended up, you know, just, I kept winning. But there were both uh, the second and first place kids. They're, they're good wrestlers. They're going to do very well in the sectional tournament. We'll get back to you, but I want to transition over to Augie. Augie, we were just talking about Cole being a senior, and even though he just started last year as a junior, you're coming into a whole new ball game as a freshman. So just talk about your season as freshman and, you know, your first regional. Uh, you know, it's great. You know, the atmosphere is definitely different from junior high and high school. But, I don't know, I love it. It's a lot more fast-paced and a lot more competitive. And not only did you just enter a regional and wrestle well, you're the regional champ. So being a regional champion as a freshman, just talk about how that feels for you. Well, it's great, you know, but I the long-term goal is obviously be successful down in Champaign some two weeks, so we just got to keep working our way there. What are some things throughout the season or maybe in practice the last week that you've been trying to polish, work on, you know, perfect to try to get to the state tournament? Making everything more crisp, I guess, technique-wise, keeping everything staying fresh, especially. Uh, keep the pace, keep pushing the pace, and don't run off the gas pedal. Being a freshman... Have you turned to some of the seniors, such as Cole and other wrestlers, to kind of help you, guide you, you know, show you the ropes? Oh, yeah. They definitely shaped me into how I am now, in a, in a good way. You know, it's great having them in there push me and keep me working hard and all that good stuff. Since you're a 132-pounder, a lot smaller than Cole, who's 285-pounder, does the older, bigger seniors throw you in the locker for uh, freshman initiation? No, they, they've actually been pretty nice to me this year, luckily. Cole, what's going on? You were nice to the freshmen? Oh, you know, Augie's, uh, I wouldn't say all the freshmen, but Augie's one of the better ones. He doesn't get uh, on my nerves as much as the other ones. But uh, I would like to throw it out there that uh, I am only 245 pounds, 40 pounds underweight. So. Okay, well, that makes that makes about 40 pounds of difference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so Augie got the hall, the hall pass, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, since you brought that up, Cole, talk you know wrestling at two forty and going to a, you know two eighty five heavyweights. There's some big boys in there. I remember when we were weighing in for uh, the PIT. I'm sitting there, I'm just kind of messing around uh, by the scale. I see a kid that uh, you know it looks like a pretty big boy. He weighs in, and we had. Was it a three pound buggy? Yeah, four pound allowance. And he weighed in, I think it was, it was a uh, one tenth of a pound under. Yeah, 288.9. And I'm just thinking, I really hope I don't have to wrestle him. <laughs> Did you have to? No, I didn't end up having to, but it is a big problem, though. I have a really hard time keeping guys down. I like to stay neutral, check a guy down. If I can't work anything, can't keep him down. 
I'll try them. I'll give them one point rather than uh, him getting reversed or getting two on me, you know, even sticking me, which uh, I did do in my, what, that third place match. I didn't want that kid. He was a lot bigger than me. I didn't want him to roll me or anything. So I took him down, got my two points, ended up cutting him. And then uh, I just kept doing that and it ended up working well for me. Instead of being able to, you know, dominate with your size or your power, you've kind of had to been more of a strategic technical wrestler, it sounds like. Yeah, you know, this being only my second year, it's really hard to be that strategic wrestler and be a small, you know, can't overpower him or anything. Can't, you know, not as brisk as Augie is, you know, he's been wrestling his whole life. Get a couple things down, you know, there's always the headlock at the heavyweight and stuff like that, and you kind of bait it. And, you know, with the headlock, you know, it's my favorite thing, but... It's also the favorite thing of every other heavyweight that's out there, and it's you know really easy to counter. So you just wait for that uh, situation, and you just you just roll with it. So Augie, since you're the regional champ, and I'm sure you got the bracket, did you hang the bracket on your wall in your bedroom? Uh, yeah, I got it framed in my bedroom. Awesome. I mean, what else would you do with it? You gotta frame it and put it on the wall. Definitely. Yeah, my dad's got so many too, but they just sit in the basement. Nobody cares about that anymore. <laughs> Nobody cares because they're so old? Yeah. Well, now we got to give a shout-out to your dad and all of his old brackets. Aaron. Nice. So Aaron Christensen showing you what you're going to do with your brackets when you get older. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this is your freshman year of wrestling, but this is not your first sport that you played with the Princeton Tigers. You were also on the football team, and you were called up for, you know, the varsity team. So just talk about that and yeah. being able to, you know, excel in the football field with a pretty great team this year. Yeah, it was cool, especially coming as a freshman, be able to be a part of a team that pretty much made history. So let's kind of expand on that. I mean, Princeton goes 12-1, and makes it to the semifinals, which is a huge, huge deal. And it's your freshman campaign, and you're along for the ride. Just talk about that as a freshman and that kind of level of success. It was cool. You know, obviously I've never really been a part of something like that in a team sport. So it was nice. You know, I kind of, I don't know, the football team kind of seemed like a family to me. Especially, it's going to be sad watching this team go this year. But, you know, we'll be good for these next couple of years, too. So I'm pretty excited to see what's going to come. And what position do you play on the football field? I played fullback this year. Did you play any defense? So Coach Ryan Pearson is already putting you in spots to, I mean, those are kind of leader positions for the offense and defense. Offense, I mean, you're the lead blocker. You are setting up holes and gaps for the running back to get to. And then obviously the middle linebacker, that's that's the nucleus of the defense. So you're already being set up to kind of be the future of Princeton football. Have you looked at it that way? No, I haven't really looked at it that way yet. But it's kind of cool, I guess. You know, obviously... Like someone like True Hart, for example, he's a he's a great wrestler, but he's also you know one of the best middle linebackers probably in the state. You know that's kind of cool. I'm good friends with him too, so it's kind of cool to be able to kind of build off of what he has and everything like that. Do you think the success from the football team this season will carry over to next season? And do you think it also carried over because a lot of the wrestlers are also football players? Did that carry over to the wrestling mats as well? I believe any good wrestler can be any good football player, and any good football player can definitely be a good wrestler. So that's the way I put it. Some people will disagree, but I just think it depends on the position, especially linebackers. Though, if you're, if you're a good linebacker, you can definitely make a good wrestler. Totally agree. Cole, were you an offensive and defensive lineman? Uh, yes, yeah, so I played uh, center. I was the starting center, and then I uh, rotated in at uh, the uh, outside defensive lineman. So as a senior, you had a very important role on the football team as well. Actually, all roles on a football team are important. It is the most cohesive team sport, I believe, anyway. So just talk about your roles on the line and being that guy to, again, make holes, make space, protect the quarterback, do what you had to do to help Princeton win football games. At Princeton, you know, we run power each match post the he'll tell you the exact same thing. So that means, you know, every place like up front with the offensive line, you know, uh, as the center, I start with the calls. I tell the calls. You know, they, everyone does their calls off of mine. And, you know, we make the holes for the guys to make the big plays. And it's just awesome to see the success we've had this year.
as a senior, you've been on some okay teams, not really disappointing team. Princeton's been okay for the last few years, but to go out like that as a senior, that had to be a good feeling. Oh, yeah, it was great. As, you know, Chris Pearson came in, he came in at my uh, sophomore year. In sophomore, we won the conference on the first sophomore level. Not, really, not as good a year as we would want on the varsity level. When I got moved up my, uh, you know, my junior year, started on the uh, third at center, and then we ended up going to the second round, following the Byron. And then this year, going all the way to the semifinals, it was just an awesome feeling. And, you know, being as dominant as we were in the uh, in the regular season, we'd get taken out at half, we'd get taken out in the third quarter, and we'd let these guys like Augie go in. It just, just gives me a really good feeling, seeing how the youngest perform, seeing them being all those guys. Being able to hang with the older varsity guys on the other team, this gives me uh, a good feeling about what I'm leaving behind, what the guys can uh, accomplish when our seniors are gone. I'm kind of going to ask you the same question that I asked Augie. You know, as a wrestler, you come off that pretty stellar football season. Then you guys go to the mats, bring four to the sectional. The Princeton Regional was not easy by any means. There were some big team some awesome competition there so to have that kind of success bring four guys into the Oregon sectional do you think that kind of stemmed from the football season and you guys just feeling the winning vibes we were pretty banged up you know the longer season and everything for football me and Augie we didn't take any breaks we, we went right into practice after that week was over we, we didn't have much time to heal but we were ready we had that mentality that we were going in there going to wrestling season and we were going to just dominate Augie did. You know, I didn't have a great start to the first season, but I was kind of picked up on the end here. A great wrestler makes a great tackler, and a great football player needs that great mentality, and that, that just carries over to wrestling. Gives you, have, you know, you can work hard in practice, you can do good on the mat. Is it pretty much because you're just throwing guys around, whether you're on the mat or on the gridiron? As a lineman, that's all we do. We throw each other around. The, uh, the greatest you can do in this world is move someone somewhere else against their will. That's what wrestlers do. That's what football players do. And talking with both of you before we got on or started recording the podcast, both of you said you're not going to play a spring sport. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, so what are we going to do in the spring? We'll start with Augie, and then we'll wrap up with Cole, and I can let you guys go. Augie, what are you going to do in the spring, then, since you're not going to be playing a sport? Um, early spring, I'll probably end up going to the postseason national wrestling tournament. I've gone past three years. Then I'll go and I'll wrestle some freestyle, and then I'll just get ready for the football season and try to get a little bit bigger and stay in shape for sure. So you're not just a, you know, winter wrestler. You're wrestling pretty much all the time. Yeah, always have been pretty much. Is it your top sport? Yeah, definitely. Awesome, very cool. Well, keep pushing at it, man. To be a regional champ as a freshman, I mean, in the sectional, got a chance to go to state. Obviously, have the skills to get it done. Cole, I mean, this is your last hurrah. Instead of playing, you know, one more sport before you move on to bigger and better things outside of high school, why'd you decide, uh, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a break from spring sports? I played tennis for the last three years. This year, I, uh, I kind of decided that I'm going to try to focus on college. Just say that, you know, get a job, make some money, and just prepare for uh, college. I think I'm going to go to uh, Iowa State. I'm going to take uh, some pretty hard courses over there, just uh, get ready for that. Awesome. Iowa State, huh? That's a pretty good school. Yes, sir. What do you hope to study? What do you want your major to be once you get there? Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to study civil engineering, which, you know, I really thought about playing football in college on the Augustana or Monmouth or something like that. But it's such a time-intensive uh, task and I know it's not an easy decision to leave sports behind, but I like how you're trying to be a critical thinker and progressive in knowing what you want to do in the future. That's a good thing, man. Thank you. Are you going to miss tennis, though? You know, tennis is the type of thing you can play until you're, you know, you're 80 years old. So I'll still play with my, my buddies on the team. I'll go. Whenever I'm free, I'll go play with them. I'll play in college. You know, there's always things you can do in college with intramurals. There's stuff that'll keep me busy. And when you think of tennis players, you really don't think of people that are wrestling at 285 but are really 240 pounds. Still, 240 pounds is not small for a tennis player. How did you manage to get into tennis? Well, my buddy Liam, it must—I think it was the summer before our freshman year. 
his, his dad was a big tennis player, so he thought he was going to play. He played tennis. And we entered, he just named the partner, partner, so we entered the, uh, the tournament, and we ended up winning it as a 14, 15 age bracket or whatever it was. And so I decided, you know, it's not, it's kind of fun, but I stuck with it, you know, the last three years. And it kind of gave you, you know, a different background. Playing football, aggressive sport. Then you go to wrestling, obviously aggressive and physical, both of them. And then you go to tennis, which is more finesse and, you know, kind of technique and skill. So you kind of like well-rounded yourself as an athlete. I've had a lot of people that on my letter jacket, it says football, wrestling, tennis. And, you know, when people read that third one, they, uh, they get confused. I've had a few people ask me questions, but it's just uh, I wanted to have something that I could play for the rest of my life. And you can, you know, you can wrestle. You can, you can play, like, things like football and stuff. But, you know, tennis is something that I'll be able to play until as long as I can watch, I'll be able to play it. You're a smart man. I like your thought process, man. Thank you. Augie Cole, thank you for joining us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. This has been an awesome conversation. You both have the skill, talent, drive to do the best that you can at the Oregon sectional to try to make it to state. Hope everything goes well on the mats and you guys can execute. Thank you again for joining us. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having us.